You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On a Monday, February 8th, and a Tuesday, February 9th, we're doing Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast and network your team indeed every day. My name is Matt Derry, the host of this very podcast on the show today. Let's dive into some college scouting, some draft. Jim Nagy, the king from the Reese's Senior Bowl, the executive director of the Senior Bowl, And, of course, ESPN Draft Analyst is going to join us to kind of go over what took place in Mobile, Alabama uh, last week with the Senior Bowl now being done. Um, We want to get Jim's thoughts on who looked good, what are his uh, his takes uh, takes on the Lions, what he thinks of Brad Holmes, because he deals with all the teams. And we'll do that coming up momentarily here on the program. Also, Calvin Johnson gets some great news, but Sheila Ford Hamp is here to save the day. We'll get into that here on Locked On Lions. Also got to talk about the Super Bowl. Am I awake? That was boring. All of that today here on Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for listening and joining us today. Yeah, Super Bowl last night was a complete snooze. You know, it's the last football game. We all watch it. We all had food and drinks and we're, we're, you know... Gosh, was that boring. Even Tom Brady won his seventh title and was up there on the podium like, yeah, great. Yeah, it's great. Love these guys. Like, <laughs> that was boring. I mean, I'm, I'm done with Brady. Like, I respect Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady's an awesome dad. Like, I think he's fine. Like, I got no beef with Tom Brady. He, he, he is the best of all time. If I hear one more person go, oh, goat. He's a goat. Goat. Okay, uh, okay, goat, goat. Oh, goat is such an old bit. But the guys won seven Super Bowls. I mean, that's incredible. But I'm tired of it. Can we get something new? It's like Brady to Gronk for a touchdown. Like, sweet. What is this, 2006? (laughs) Can we get something new here? Like, cool. I mean, man, the Chiefs were horrible. And how about Todd Bowles, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive coordinator? I hope that the Lions have themselves a good new head coach in Dan Campbell, and I hope the Danimal works out. Because in a few years, if it doesn't, we're going to look up and go, remember when the Lions canceled their interview with Todd Bowles? That dude put together a game plan like no other for Tampa Bay as their defensive coordinator. How about Indomitian Sue? Sue got him. Damo got himself a ring. All right. He did that. She he shouldered. He he threw a little uh, a people's elbow at uh, Patrick Mahomes late in that game last night. Good for Indomitian Sue. Got himself a, a ring. Should never have left Detroit. Should never have left Detroit. But the big story uh, over the weekend, a couple of them. number one, Adam Schefter saying that the Lions, uh, Brad Holmes called less need, and when they were talking about the Matthew Stafford trade. He's like, "What do you want for him?" And Holmes said, "How about Aaron Donald?" <laughs> Shoot your shot, Brad. Why not? See how desperate they are. We want Aaron Donald. <laughs> you imagine what Les Needs did or said when that when that came through the phone? What do you want, Aaron Donald? <laughs> Try again. Um, 
you know, and, the, and I told you last week that I heard Teddy Bridgewater was the offer from Carolina. I think the Lions actually did the right thing uh, with the trade that they made. You get yourself a quarterback for a couple of years you could take a look at in Jared Goff. And you get a couple of first-round picks. So, you know, some people say, well, they should have taken number eight from Carolina and Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater, I, you know, not Jared Goff has had success in the NFL, like real success. Bridgewater is flashes, but nothing special. Um, congratulations to Calvin Johnson. Can we get into this for a second? The Lions wide receiver, first ballot Hall of Famer. He goes in to the Hall. No surprise, Peyton Manning's going in, Charles Woodson. Uh, Alan Fanica from the Steelers, awesome class. And congratulations going out to Megatron. He deserves it. Um, he's a Hall of Fame uh, receiver, 1,000%. But the big news that came of this, and I, I, I knew this was coming, was Saturday night they made the announcement. And then Sunday morning they had Calvin available to the Lions beat writers and, and whoever else wanted to chime in on the Zoom call. And you knew it was coming. That one of the questions was going to be, so you are estranged from the organization. What's the latest with that? And have you had any conversations? And Calvin said he's had some great conversations with team owner Sheila Ford Hamp. Can I do this real fast? Thank you, Sheila, for stepping in and saving the day. Stepping up. This BS that has gone on for the last five or six years between Calvin Johnson and the organization is ridiculous. The way he was treated by Rod Wood on the day he retired, and I've been through this story 5,000 times. I'm not going to make it 5,001. The fact that Rod Wood can't pick up the phone and apologize, can't get anything brokered with Calvin, but the fact that on Sunday morning, on a very historic and happy day for number 81, he admitted, yes, I've had some great conversations with Sheila Ford Hamp, and we're hoping to rectify this situation soon. I want to be back with the organization. Give Sheila a lot of credit. She stepped up. She knows this looks bad for the organization. Optically, it's a joke. He's going to be in Canton. Hopefully, this we, we get this vaccine and this virus can be gone, and they can have a Hall of Fame induction ceremony, and, and it can be done right. In August. And Calvin Johnson can be celebrated properly. This is great news. It's a positive. Plus, then he can come back in the building. The Lions are going to have a young wide receiver core next year. Danny Amendola is not going to be back. Marvin Jones is not going to be back. They're going to have some young guys there. Who better to teach them? Who better to come in for a few days of training camp and help them than Calvin Johnson? other than a random Zoom call favor from former wide receivers coach Robert Prince. It's been a laughing stock. The Fords and Rod Wood should be embarrassed as to how they've treated a now Hall of Fame player and good on Sheila for fixing this and having conversation with him. Because quite honestly, if that phone rang, Calvin Sell rang, and it was Rod Wood on the other end, Calvin probably would have hung up on him. So give Sheila Ford Hamp some credit. Hopefully we can get past this, and Calvin can be back with the organization in good graces, and all will be forgotten, because I think that's awesome. It's been great having Barry Sanders back. Now you do the same with Calvin. All right, folks, Super Bowl's done, but you still got that itch to watch sports, and you want to put down some money? The best place to do it is betonline.ag. There's only one place that has you covered. 
and one place that we trust, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline and use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for your 50% welcome bonus. All right? Pistons are back at it this week at home. Wings are playing. College basketball. You know, big Monday tonight. You want to put down some money? Do it at betonline.ag. Promo code locked on. You get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, it's a early tradition here on Locked On Lions. We bring in from the Senior Bowl, the executive director of the Senior Bowl, also does some great work as a draft analyst at ESPN, our good friend Jim Nagy, who is done with the game and relaxing a little bit. What's up, James? Hey Matt, how are you? Thanks for having me back on. Congrats on on another great game! Wow, what what a what a wild week certainly, uh, and to get the game off without a hitch, with everything in this environment, must have been must not have been easy, my friend. Uh, yeah, it was it was challenging to say the least this year, but uh, no, it was it's always rewarding to get. Um, There's so many layers of COVID protocols and everything. You know, you, you, we had all this time to prepare and uh, really tried to stay fluid with it, which we had to. Um, what really helped was once, you know, college and the NFL started playing this fall, really helped shape kind of, you know, what, what, what our plan was going to be. You know, and that, that even – I took it all the way up till a couple of weeks before the game when we got the Dolphins and the uh, Panthers assigned as our staffs from the league office, you know, working with them. They, they actually, you know, saw our plan, wanted to tweak a couple things, and we made some minor adjustments, you know, even a couple weeks leading into the game. So, um, no, our staff did an unbelievable job. And it's uh, it's one thing to kind of conceptualize something, and then, but then to see it come to fruition in, in, uh, is, is, you know, totally something else. And, and I will say, um, you know, the staff did a tremendous job but there's always that, you know, there's always that little bit of doubt in the back of your mind that that sets in every once in a while of, man, if we get all these, you know, we get all these players and the NFL guys here and something happens, um, you know, what are we going to do? But uh, we had those plans set in place too. What, you know, what our quarantine would, would be. And thank God we didn't have to get to that point because we had, uh, we administered over 3,600 tests for the week between all the NFL guys every day. And yeah our players every day and to only have one positive test the entire week was huge so no it's uh it was good to get through it um we're we were really glad we got it done for the nfl guys and the in the players um i can't imagine what the draft process would have been like without you know seeing players i I wouldn't want to be brad holmes and uh you know the guys up in detroit having to pick players that i'd never put my eyeballs on before so i'm just glad for all parties that we were able to pull it off Tell me about uh, your thoughts on what Detroit is doing. You just mentioned Brad Holmes. I saw your interview with Tory Petria at DetroitLions.com, and that was before the Stafford trade, so all this quarterback talk. Now the Lions have a quarterback, at least right now, in Jared Goff. But, uh, you know, how do you view Detroit now as uh, picking at seven? What do you think about the new regime? And uh, when you think about the Lions, what, what comes to mind right now, Jim? Well, you know, there's a lot of change, obviously, um, and they've got some people in key roles that are, are new in those roles. Um, I've known Brad a long time, think very highly of him. Um, we've, we've been on the road quite a bit together over the years. I, I think that uh, really, really sharp guy, you know, he, he's on it. You can tell it. You, you can tell when you're at a school with a guy. Um, the hard part is knowing exactly how other from guys from other teams are evaluate. Um, because you haven't sat through meetings, you haven't, you know, you haven't heard him read the reports, and you don't have a track record that way. But you know the guy, you know guys 
the, that work and are intelligent and have people skills. Um, so, um, you know, Brad's always been awesome to be at schools with and us happy for him. And, uh, you know, and Dan Campbell, I don't have much background with Dan at all, but, uh, you know, to be the associate head coach in New Orleans and, uh, you know, he had some experience as an interim guy and, and being around Sean Payton and what they've built in New Orleans, uh, at least he's coming from a really good program. So it'll be exciting to see how it comes together. Um, you know, and then, and yeah, they're, they're, they're putting their stamp on it quickly here with, with bringing in Goff and, and trading Matthew away. So uh, Matthew's been a great player for that franchise for a long time. You know, unfortunately, they haven't ever put the pieces around him um, to get to where they wanted to get to with him. But, uh, you know, bringing Goff in, he's a younger guy. They're going to have some they're gonna have some time with him to uh, to see where he's at. But it's it's also a great quarterback draft. They, they probably took themselves out of this year's draft class, I'm guessing, um, by adding by adding golf. But uh, now they're in a great position where they can just take the best player. Uh, you know, there was a, there was a lot of good players up at the top of the draft last year um, that they that they you know had their eyes set on, and they're in the same spot this year. You should get an impact player in the top ten, no doubt. Jim Nagy with me, executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl and also an ESPN NFL draft analyst. I watched some of the, the workout stuff. I, I read a lot about it. I'm into the Senior Bowl. You've, you've helped me tremendously over the years in getting into it and doing this podcast every day. Um, what stood out for you? I mean, we could go into the whole Mac Jones thing. Everybody's raving about him. But, again, like you said, I don't know if Mac Jones is coming to Detroit, but what what stood out for you positionally? Maybe some some players that you thought were definite stars uh, last week. Um, yeah, there was a bunch. Mac had a great week. There, there's no question about that. Um, he was kind of the the head of that quarterback class, which we we figured he would be. He was our highest graded guy for our game coming into the week. But you know, you guys drafted Swift last year, so you know we we really liked our running back class. That's typically a position group that's more difficult for us. Um, a lot of those, you know, really talented guys bounce as juniors, right? Um, but we we're, you know, to get guys like Najee Harris and Larry Roundtree from Missouri and, and Ramondre Stevenson from Oklahoma and Michael Carter from North Carolina, just a really, really good class. But the receiver group is stacked again. Um, we had a really good year last year with guys like Michael Pittman Jr. and Chase Claypool and Brandon Ayuk. And um, I mean, really strong class last year. But this year's group's going to be right there. Um, you know, Nico Collins from Michigan, right in your backyard, had a really nice week. Kadarius Tony from Florida, um, D. Eskridge from Western Michigan had a phenomenal couple of days of practice before he before he got hurt. Um, Tylen Wallace from Oklahoma State, and really going back over the tape, Josh Palmer from Tennessee might have been the best one all week. Um, you know, he's a he's a Canadian guy. Josh grew up in Montreal um, and didn't have great quarterback play at Tennessee, um, but he really showed out down here last week. So that group was strong. The offensive line group was really, really good. Um, the year that uh, year before the Lions came down, my first year at the game, we had five offensive linemen go in the first round and uh, nine of the 10 guys on the North team that year that was coached by the Raiders went in the first three rounds. And uh, and I think this year's class is close to that. I think we'll have similar numbers there on the offensive line. Um, the edge the edge class was really good. Um, some good interior rushers with like Levi onwards 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 Arike uh, from Washington, Carlos Basham, Boogie Basham from Wake, um, Adio Gandeji, Notre Dame, um, Detroit guy, Dalen Hayes from Ann Arbor, another Notre Dame guy. Those guys all had really strong weeks. So um, you could really go you know, across the position groups um, and, and just find a, a bunch of guys that really stood out. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and I don't know where Detroit's at at safety right now, but Richie Grant from UCF had a phenomenal, phenomenal week as well. 
I love last year when you told me about Jeremy Chin. Remember, Jim? You were you were raving about him, and and boy, was he uh, he was a factor for Carolina. And there's just something about uh, DBs and your game over the last few years. Guys have gotten better, and that's that's what it's all about, right? Yeah, Jeremy finished second in the uh, defensive player rookie of the year voting to uh, Chase Young from Washington. Um, had a phenomenal year. I thought he had a chance to win the award. He was the the rookie of the month for October and November. But uh, yeah, Jeremy did a great job. Um, one of our small school guys last year from Southern, Southern Illinois. Uh, we've got some. We've got some. Uh, small school offensive lineman this year dylan radens from north dakota state uh, was our overall practice player of the week um had a really good week james hudson is a guy that the michigan fans will remember um he went to michigan as a as a dn out of toledo things didn't really pan out in ann arbor and he, he ends up at cincinnati this year and has a phenomenal year came out early as a junior and uh he might go in the late first round i mean when when you watch james hudson in pass protection he makes it look really really easy so he's kind of just scratching the surface but um yeah i mean it's always it's always fun with some of those you know smaller school names some of the guys that are a little under the radar i think d eskridge from western michigan was one of those guys kind of under the radar coming into senior bowl week and i mean now he's he's kind of the buzz of uh you know the buzz of the the internet and, and twitter i mean everyone kind of knows about d now so those are always fun stories more with Jim Nagy when we come back from the Senior Bowl. we got to tell you first about Built Bar, folks. This is the best-tasting protein bar that you can get. It is number one in my mind, and I have one every day. I have the cookies and cream this morning, 150 calories, 130 calories, actually. That's it. 17 grams of protein, and they are the best. All you got to do is go to BuiltBar.com and use that promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order, whether it's the cookies and cream, the cherry barcia, all of the bars are 100% dipped in chocolate. They're good for you, and they taste good. No more of these bad protein bars that taste like crap. Built Bar is the best. Promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for 20% off. You get them at BuiltBar.com. Our good friend Jim Nagy with us from the Senior Bowl, Executive Director, now getting ready for the draft, coming up in a couple weeks for ESPN, and you can, you've heard him on ESPN Radio as well. You mentioned Nico Collins before, Jimmy, and, and Ambry Thomas uh, looked good, too, uh, your, at your week down in Mobile last week. A couple of Michigan guys that, where do you project them, do you think, uh, uh, coming up as we get to April? Yeah, both those guys had, had really good weeks, you know. It's it's funny, Um I, when I got to the game a couple of years ago, they, they had practice player of the week awards. Um, and I don't even know who voted on them, honestly. Uh, I, but I thought it would be a really cool idea to have the players vote on each other. So, you know, you had the O-line from one team voted on, on that team's defensive line. invite You know, corners vote on wideouts and, and uh, you know, all, all down the line. And we had a bunch of opt-out guys or, or guys that had their seasons canceled uh, win their practice player of the week awards. Nico was like one vote shy at wide receiver. Um, Demetric Felton um, from UCLA won it on his squad. But Nico had a great week. You know, he's kind of unique to this year's class. There's not a lot of bigger receivers in this group. And, and uh, you know, Nico looked phenomenal. I know his, his body weight was down like 12 to 15 pounds from where he played in 2019 for the Wolverines. Looked quicker. Um, looked faster, looked quicker, as you would, as you could imagine, but still could go up and make plays and, and use his use his frame to make plays. Um, his route running, I thought, was improved. Um, so he's a guy that that I would think somewhere figures in a day two. 
Um, but we'll see. You know, I think a lot of fur receivers, it's how they run. Uh, we'll see what Nico runs, but he certainly had a good week down here. And Ambry really showed up well in the slot. I mean, you, you saw Ambry play a lot outside at Michigan, um, got a lot of inside reps at nickel this the, the, in senior bowl week and uh, did a great job for the Dolphin staff. You know, he's, He's, uh, you know, he's a taller guy, but he's got long arms, too. So um, inside in the slot, usually that's a lot of smaller, quicker than fast guys, like 5'9", 5'10". Um, you know, Ambry's, you know, 5'11", 6' foot with long arms. So he gives, he, he, he's got the foot quickness to play in there. And I thought he did a really nice job. So um, Ambry's a little harder to peg where he's going to go. Uh, right now we've got him, like, coming into the week, we had him, you know, is a late day two, early day three guy. So we'll see. uh We'll see what the leaks that thinks them coming out of the week, but uh, we certainly like Ambry the whole process. You know, I've preached forever about the Lions and just the, the struggles that they've had at linebacker over the years. You and I have talked about Jared Davis uh, for many years, and you've always liked him. And all of a sudden, you know, it just didn't work out in Detroit. Yet Dan Campbell has said he likes him, so who knows if he'll be back or not? But Baron Browning is a guy that I've always liked, and you watch at Ohio State. Heck, Buckeyes are always on TV. How did he look? Yeah, Baron. Uh, well, first of all, I hope Jared. I hope the change of scenery, the change of coaching staff does does Jared well because I'm still a believer in him. And you look across the league on a on a yearly basis, guys. That whether it's Leonard Floyd going from Chicago to the Rams and blowing up. I mean, there's guy when guys get drafted in the first round because they're really talented, and sometimes they just need a, a staff to find that in them. Uh, so hopefully that works out for Jared. But yeah, Baron Browning's a really interesting player. Uh, really was. We had we had three Ohio State linebackers in the game. And, uh, you know, Barron is a guy that going into the year, talking to their staff, they were, they were still trying to figure out what to do with him. You know, do, is he just a, is he a designated pass rusher? Can we play him off the ball? Does he, does he have the instincts for it? And he was a guy from week to week to week, he got better. I mean, you watch his early stuff this year to late and, uh, got significantly better. The linebacker stuff, the reads, the eyes, um, I mean, he looked he looked a lot more natural as the season went on. He was seeing things a lot quicker, reacting a lot quicker. Um, then he came down here, and he's the guy that can really do everything because he has he has a really unique frame that he can rush the passer. He is long enough to come off the edge, and then uh, and then he's athletic enough and twitched up enough to play off the ball and playing coverage, which. Um, is, is what the league's really looking for right now. You know, they're kind of getting away from the two-down players. And I think, I think Barron is a guy that can cover, and, and he also can rush. So he gives you really good versatility um, on third down. I love the fact that you brought up uh, Brad Holmes before. And look, Jim, you, as you know, you, you got to draft. I mean, you just, you know, these teams that have struggled, and the Lions included, have had some some draft picks that have just been big swings and misses. And uh, it just sounds like with the Rams and how they're set up, the Lions are kind of going with that format. And then you've got Ray Agnew now on the staff, and, and certainly John Dorsey, who of course drafted Mahomes and, and Baker Mayfield. It, at least at the very top, it looks promising for the Lions when it comes to obviously bringing collegiate players in. Yeah, you have to draft well. You have to. There, there's no other way to build a, a franchise. You can you can supplement it with some smart moves in free agency, and, and um, hopefully they'll be involved in some trades because I think trades is a really underrated way to build a football team too. But the bulk of it has to come through the draft, and, and you just have to hit on those picks. And um, yeah, it, it all just comes down to college scouting. I really think that they went in the right direction getting a guy with a college scouting background and Brad. Um, you know, on board because that's how they, that that's his bread and butter. That's how he's made his his reputation and his career. Um, 
So that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to draft and develop. I mean, you look at some of the guys, like they had Travis Fogum in the building, you know, and they drafted Travis in the sixth yeah. round a couple of years ago, um, played in the Senior Bowl. I thought that was a great pick at the time. I thought they stole him in the sixth round, and they, they gave up on him. And, he, you know, and now he ends up in Philly this year. And uh, whatever it was, he had like four straight 100-yard games in the middle of the year for Philly. And then now and then Philly gets Elshon Jeffrey back, and then they, they put uh, – they put him, they put uh, Travis back on the bench, which made no sense to me either. But it's a, it's about drafting the players and developing them, and hopefully the uh, that's where the coaching staff and the scouting staff have to get on the same page. Jim, you're the best. Uh, great catching up. Congratulations uh, on another successful uh, Senior Bowl. I know it wasn't easy for you guys. You and your staff do a great job, and we always appreciate your time. Yeah, Matt. Thanks for having me back on, and, and hopefully we can do it again before the draft when we really you know figure out what Detroit's needs are. No question about it. Jim Nagy with me, executive director of the Reese Senior Bowl, also draft analyst for ESPN. That'll do it for the Monday edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network.